Next on BYU Sports Nation, better than expected. Which BYU teams outperformed the usual lofty expectations this past athletic year? BYU baseball faces elimination today at the Stanford Regional. How will the Batcats respond after a big loss yesterday in Palo Alto? The radio voice of the Batcats, Brent Norton, will join us live with his day two expectations in NorCal and one of the most elite camp- couples on campus. How can we forget the lasso of truth as well? Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jason Shepard. Fresh off the invisible jet, BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere, Friday, June 2nd. It's great to have you with us wherever and however you are dialed in. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with our six-tool baseball specialist, Jason Shepard. Yes, got the, uh, the BYU baseball jersey on. Got the BYU Sports Nation karma the other day. Uh, it's still, there's still an opportunity for that to kick in. Hey, Brock Hale took care of his BYU yes. Sports Nation karma yesterday, yes. right? I know BYU lost big, but he still had a great game individually. Hey, there... BYU is like, lose the first game in a tournament? Been there, done that. Time to go on a winning streak. We got them right where right we want them. Right where we want them. <laughs> For whatever reason, this team has responded with their backs against the wall, figuratively speaking, and they are back in that situation today. I just want to know, like, are, what are you going to do today? Brace face, tweet coming back, the headgear? Like, what, what's going to happen? What Jason Shepard contribution are you going to make today? Um, well, uh, if, if I could actually draw some decent headgear, I would probably tweet out the picture with the headgear. <laughs> uh, I, I'm, I'm thinking about that. We'll see. we got plenty of time before the game starts. This doesn't start till 4 o'clock Eastern time. But, uh, yeah, I mean, there's, here's the thing. BYU baseball has been here before. This is not something that's new to them. They're a very good baseball team, as we have seen. They will, they will bounce back today. I'm feeling very good about a bounce-back performance from the Batcats BYU today. BYU getting to Saturday at the Stanford Regional if they can survive today against Sacramento State. By the way, this is show 1001, so the next millennium of BYU Sports Nation shows has officially begun, and Shep Dizzle is in the house to celebrate. Now, the emotions of show 1000 were a lot to handle for our good friend Jeremy. We had to bring you in to help give his tear ducts a little bit of a rest. Yes, he, he needed a little bit of a break from all of the emotions <laughs> that uh, were, were spent yesterday. Hi, Jerem. <laughs> Love you, man. Oh. We're talking about expectations today, Jason. Would you say a thousand shows met or nay exceeded your expectations I'm gl- for BYU Sports Nation? I'm glad you asked because I vividly remember day one of this show. And I remember thinking, it's crazy. Like, I remember it like it was yesterday. I remember thinking to myself, this is, this is going to be good. To quote Kenny Banya, it's gold, Jerry. It's gold. <laughs> so this met my expectations. I expected all of this. Okay, wow. Yeah. All right, man. I knew it from the beginning. I like it. Yeah. I like You are, man, I think I'm optimistic. <laughs> you, you outdo me. There's a lot of optimism happening in Studio B right now. <laughs> optimism. Hey, there's nothing wrong with optimism. And even if you threw the lasso of truth on me, I would say the exact same thing. Oh, <laughs> nice. Okay. Yes. There you go. Bring on the headlines, shall we? It's your BYU Sports Nation headline. Nice. BYU baseball lost to Cal State Fullerton. Not nice. 13-2 in the opening round. 
of the NCAA baseball tournament yesterday, part of the Stanford Regional. The Bat-Cats, as we just mentioned, back in action today against four-seed Sacramento State for Eastern, live on BYU Radio. Brent Norton will call that game. We'll talk to him live about his expectations for today's game. It's win or your season's over. And for the record, the Cougars have won four straight elimination games this season. Let's hope they make it five. The drive for five, four Eastern, two Mountain on BYU Radio. Athlon Sports Top 25 College Football Quarterback Matchups list Tanner Mangum twice. First in a matchup against Nick, Nick Fitzgerald of Mississippi State and second against Brett Rippon of Boise State. Former BYU men's volleyball players Jake Langlois, Ben Patch, and Taylor Sander begin FIVB play with Team USA today. They are set to play Serbia, Canada, and Belgium today through Sunday. Former assistant coach Mike Wall will be a team leader repping the Y, and former associate head coach Rob Nielsen will also be an assistant coach. There's a whole lot of BYU happening on Team USA Volleyball. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. Daniel Summerhays finished round one of the Memorial Tournament, tied for third at six under par. Zach Blair was three over on the day as well, both Begin round two today. Rise and shout. Time for What's Trending, brought to you by Ahern Rentals. Your next job is our priority. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Better than expected. Have you ever gone into a movie with basically zero expectations, or at least low expectations, and then it blew you away cinematically so that you come out and think, Man, that was a really good movie. Like, I might pay to go see that movie again. I'm certainly going to at least red box it or maybe even buy the DVD because that's, like, ancient now, right? Kids who, are like, buying DVD. Who buys a DVD? What? Who buys a Blu-ray for that matter, right? The point is, you liked it enough that you want to see it again. Now, I've seen a few of those in, I don't know, the past two or three years. One specifically being the original Lego movie. Like, I remember coming out of that movie thinking, that was unbelievably entertaining. And I want to experience that again. Also, Interstellar. And I blame that one on everyone telling me, like, ah, it wasn't that Like, a lot of people I talked to were like, yeah, it wasn't that good. So I went in with low expectations. I loved it. And I was thankful that I had, like, low to zero expectations. Because then I felt like my $5 spent was totally worth it. See, I'm just the opposite <laughs> because I go in with high expectations <laughs> for all of these movies. And then I walk out and I'm like, boy, I really wasted three hours on that one. <laughs> okay, so you're the opposite end of that spectrum. What was the last movie you went into with low expectations? Oh, man. Um, here we go. Moana. Okay. You didn't have high expectations I did not have high expectations for Moana. <gasps> I walked out of that. I loved it. Absolutely loved Moana. And it helped that you had low expectations. Yeah, and I don't know if it was low expectations, but I didn't go in expecting greatness. Okay. I walked out of Moana having viewed greatness, Spencer. Now, whether it was mixed reviews from so-called theatrical critics or just your friends telling you things, we all have our own perception before we go into these shows and movies and sports seasons for that matter. It all factors in, right? What are the national experts telling me about this specific BYU team? What are the BYU Sports Nation teams saying about this BYU team? What are my friends saying about them? What are the haters saying about them? And then we form this idea 
of what we expect all of these different BYU teams in their own athletic uh, fields of play to do in a season. And so with that in mind, we are asking you to review what BYU has done in the 2016-2017 athletic calendar year and tell us what you think. Answer today's Twitter question. Which BYU team has met or exceeded expectations this season? First tweet comes in from at Milton underscore rat. He says BYU baseball met their goals in spectacular fashion. And then he asked a question. He says, can they do it again? Now, that's an interesting point, and I'm glad he worded it the way he did at Milton underscore rat. They did meet their expectations, but because they did it in spectacular fashion and unexpectedly had to do it from the loser's bracket of the West Coast Conference Tournament, it almost felt like they exceeded them, right? Right. Because once they lost that opening game, how many people besides the BYU baseball team expected them to go through and win that tournament and get to a regional? So in that little instance, they exceeded that West Coast Conference Tournament expectation once they lost to LMU. But overall... They met it, right? That's where they set it. Yeah, see, for me, baseball absolutely met expectations. Going into this year, I I believe this was a regional team. I believe this was a team that could make a regional. So the fact that they're in an NCAA regional right now, they have met my expectations. They did not exceed because this I I saw this out of this team. And, and And a lot of it came from talking to this team and obviously when you talk with players and coaches, they're going to want to be positive. But everything they were telling me in the offseason heading into this year was, yes, we lost Mike Rucker. We lost our ace pitcher. We lost some senior leadership. But you look at what's coming back and some of the pieces that we're adding to it, we think we can be really good. We think we can be better than last year. So I put a lot of stock in what the coaches and the players were telling me was possible this year. And then to see it play out, especially once you got into WCC play, this team met my expectations. This was a regional team in my mind, and that's exactly where they are right now. Okay, they're still playing. So let's say they win a game against Sacramento State today. They have a regional win in the NCAA baseball tournament. At that point, do they exceed expectations, or what will it take for them to do that? Maybe maybe advance to the next, to a super regional. Okay. Maybe, maybe that's what would exceed. I mean, I fully expect BYU to win today. So, to me, I feel like, be, like getting to the regional was meeting expectations. If they win a game at Stanford, I, I, it's all gravy, man. That's the cherry on the top of the season. I would love to see them advance, yeah. but in terms of expectations, if they win a game at Stanford – They have exceeded expectations. Look, regardless of what happens today or the rest of this regional, BYU's season cannot be argued that it is a success. Oh, absolutely. You can't argue that. There's no argument that it's not a success. Nobody's going to say, what a disappointment. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I I, I certainly hope that's not the case. Everything that they've done to this point, like you said, winning and, and advancing on is all gravy. This team is certainly capable of doing it, but... Even if they don't, successful year, hands down. Okay, so we've talked about BYU baseball, and understandably so. They're relevant. They're playing right now today for their season lives in another elimination game, this time in the NCAA tournament. What about some of the other teams that come to mind in terms of meeting or even exceeding expectations for the past athletic calendar year? I will go with one that I felt exceeded at least my own expectations, and that was football. Okay, 
nine wins. When you look at nine wins with that schedule, and I understand once you get into the year, certain teams aren't what maybe you expected. But heading into the year, you looked at that schedule. Nine wins exceeded my expectations. Yeah, I remember having vivid conversations with certain members of the football staff, just saying my own personal opinion, saying, if I see you guys in a bowl game, I personally will feel like that was a great season. Yeah. Because the schedule, the whole coaching turnover, the huge unanswered question marks with Taysom Hill coming back. I mean, again, this was early in the summer, but I, I was I was saying if they get to a bowl game, I, I, I'm good. Well, see, and you brought up a great point. The fact that you had a brand-new coaching staff from the top down – all brand new, new head coach, new coordinators, all that, and, and and you were putting, you were implementing new schemes on both sides of the football. There were so many things that shouldn't have worked, but did. So yeah, BYU football exceeded expectations. Now this one, I'm kind of curious to see where people go with this one. I went with men's volleyball as a team that met expectations, and I completely understand that some people may disagree with me because they didn't win the Natty. But getting to the national championship met my expectations for this team. To have a national championship title as a minimum expectation is pretty tough. Well, so for me, cool. getting to the national championship game met my expectations. This team was good enough to do that. Had they won it, and because Ohio State were the defending national and champions. And it was on their home court? On their, yeah. yeah, that's fair. That's fair. That would have exceeded at that time. Yeah. But getting to where they are... They met my expectations. It was a great year. And obviously, the, you know, ultimately you want to win, and that didn't happen. So I understand that people may disagree because they didn't win it. Yeah, there's disappointment there. Sure, disappointment. There but disappointment. But yeah, I mean, they met my expectations getting the national championship game. Interesting take. Okay, I'm going to go with another team that met expectations, and that is BYU softball. And they had an opportunity to exceed them had they gone to what would have been their second Super Regional overall. Unfortunately, they couldn't get past the host and longtime rival, University of Utah. But this team won a boatload of games. They had their career ace pitcher, McKenna Bull. They won two games in the NCAA tournament and had a few chances to advance to that Super Regional. They met expectations. And I I don't say exceed because this team felt like they had the tools to get to the Super Regional. And so that... All of them would say, ah, we, we left something out there. Because they're competitors. Like, it was a great magical season. But I guarantee you that the coaches and the players, they all felt like there was something more because they had the tools in place to get to a Super Regional. So, in my mind as a fan, they met them. Players, probably a different story. Now, I want to give a shout-out to the team that, in my mind, doesn't get hardly enough credit at all. And that is BYU Gymnastics. And they exceeded expectations. They lost a couple of all-world performers last year, came back, got back to an NCAA regional, put up their highest score as a team in 10 years. They won some big home meets late. One of the youngest teams that has ever competed at BYU in terms of gymnastics. And they got to that regional and finished not in the last place, which is what they has been the standard lately. They finished fifth out of six teams in that NCAA regional. This team is still really young, and under guard young, 
they are exceeding expectations. See, and that's why I agree with you on exceeding expectations. And, and the main reason was because of the youth, because of the inexperience at this level. The fact that they were able to, to do that with such a young squad, that's what made it impressive. Yeah. Not to mention, it's just ridiculous what gymnastics <laughs> present and what those athletes do. I mean, like, dumb. Like, it defies all logic in my mind in a lot of ways. Which BYU team met or exceeded expectations for you this season? Coming up, are the Packers the new BYU of the North? The first radio play-by-play Brent Norton on what the Backcats need to do to survive in advance. What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation is brought to you by Ahern Rental. Your next job is our priority. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. What it is. Welcome back. This is BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Conversation jumping right now on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Big day tomorrow for BYU Sports Day. It's a big day for BYU fans, especially those in Southern California. It's the BYU Fan Fest live in Corona, California. You can watch it on BYU TV, 3 to 5 p.m. Eastern Time, BYU Sports Nation. Two hours, players, coaches. It's going to be a fun time. Show 1002. Yes. We'll feature Kalani Satake, the head coach, who pointed that out during his shout-out yesterday. <laughs> you, hey! You guys, uh, literally, after the show, you guys are hopping on a plane flying yeah, to Southern go. California. So let's yeah, Let's go. 24-hour trip, Southern California. You guys are flying on an invisible jet <laughs> to, to keep with the Wonder Woman theme. Yeah, hey, let's go, man. It's a sad thing that the rumor is there's that the invisible jet is not making now, an appearance in the Wonder Woman you, movie. You'd think that with modern technology, they could do something with that, or at least like she has a stealth jet or yes. a stealth plane. But the cartoon I never really understood because she flew on the invisible jet, yet you could see her and the chair she was sitting on just floating through the air. So how does that make sense? <laughs> Maybe it's just it was like they were allowing us to see through because we can see, <laughs> but for everybody else it was invisible. We've been granted the uh, we've been granted access the wonder goggles so that we can. We I don't can know if that's a thing, but I want some. <laughs> oh, this doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I don't at know all. if that's real, but absolutely. Our Twitter question today hopefully makes more sense to all of you across BYU Sports Nation. Which BYU team has met? or exceeded expectations this season. At Nick Newman 801 tweets in, BYU baseball definitely exceeded. Hope we can win a few on the hashtag road to Omaha, but cool that BYU won the conference. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline from Palo Alto, getting set to call BYU's second game of their first NCAA regional in 15 years is Brent Norton. The I, I bet you Brent could appreciate an invisible jet. Oh, yes. Radio play-by-play for the Batcats. Brent, uh, are, you, are you on the Wonder Woman invisible jet train? Yeah, I would like to do that. That sounds like a lot of fun. I haven't seen the movie yet, but you guys have convinced me I need to see it now. <laughs> Brent, I'm Our just work a- here is done, Brent. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just excited that I don't have to listen to that guy from uh, Cal State Fulton go, Go Titans, go! Oh my gosh, I tried to turn the crowd mic down every time he walked by. and This guy was unbelievable. He had hair down to his waist, uh, no shirt on, and uh, crazy guy. But uh <laughs> That's the college atmosphere down there. Hey, by the way, thanks for having me on on episode uh, 1001. I'm, I'm honored. You bet, man. We're beginning a new millennium of uh, BYU Sports Nation shows, and hopefully you can help us figure out 
What happened to BYU baseball yesterday against Cal State Fullerton, and, and what do you expect from them in uh, a, what they hope is a bounce-back game today? You know, I think it was uh, – I think BYU came in a little bit tight. I really do. I mean, it's been 15 years, a lot of hype going into that regional. And, uh, boy, uh, Fullerton, 26 straight regionals. And they played like it. I mean, they played like it was just another ball game, came out. Uh, jumped on top of the Cougars early, who were a little jittery, committed a couple errors in that first inning, and and they just continued to put pressure on BYU. And and uh, Brady Corliss only went two and two-thirds. Uh, tough to win a game when your starter only goes that far. And But just a lot of props to Fullerton. I mean, that is a good ball team. Uh, that's probably the best team we've played this year by far, the way they played. And uh, so a lot of props to them. Hopefully the Cougars, uh, who, you know, they've done it this year, they – they bounce back well, hoping for a good uh, bounce back performance today. Brent, you mentioned the the pitching yesterday. Brady Corliss has had such a fantastic year, and I understand that he didn't win the, his game in the WCC tournament, but he pitched very good. W- why do you think he struggled yesterday? You know, um, I think he was. You know, if Brady struggled this year, it's been with his command. And yesterday, he just and it sounds funny, but he almost threw too many strikes. Uh, everything up in the zone, and uh, and Fullerton made him pay. Uh, they were they were up, uh, they were ready, and uh, very aggressive with the plate. And then uh, their guy is so good, uh, you know, probably the best pitcher we faced the whole year. Went seven innings, had eight strikeouts, not overpowering, but just a dynamic uh, slider that he could throw in any count, any location, and. Um, you know, that that was really the difference in the ballgame. I mean, you look at the two starters, uh, Seabold went seven innings, gave up eight hits, only two runs, eight strikeouts, and uh, he was as good a pitcher as we've seen. He's projected in the top three rounds of the draft here in the next week or so. Brent Norton, the radio play-by-play voice for BYU Baseball, joining us from Northern California, getting set to call game number two between BYU and Sacramento State today on BYU Radio, 4 Eastern, 2 Mountain Time. The Cougars... Managed eight hits, led by Brock Hale, who continued his hot batting, but only scored two runs. What do you expect from BYU baseball and their offense today against Sac State? Cougars really need to get going in the top of the order. They were one for 12, the top three hitters. Brennan Anderson, leadoff hitter, uh, got a hit to his last at bat, but both Sneeman and Chauncey were hitless. Kringlin had a base hit, and then Brock uh, just continues his torrid ways now. Hitting 414 on the year. Good grief. Brock Hale just having an enormous year. Uh, so they've got to get some base runners. Uh, you know, we've seen it all year long. Uh, very productive when they get guys on base. The middle, the bottom part of that order is dynamic. Uh, you know, led by uh, Bronson and and um, and um, Favero, especially. He's been really hot as of late. Had a couple of hits yesterday. Knocked in a run with a double. And so it's, it's all about base runners. I think the really key thing today, guys, the Cougars, need to get off to a good start in all three phases. They need to pitch it well, they need to play some defense, and they need to score early. Get their confidence going, and I think they'll be just fine. What type of team will BYU be facing today in uh, Sacramento State? You know, Sacramento State finished fourth in the WAC, uh, just ahead of UVU. Uh, Their strength is the pitching, for sure. Um, uh, Not a great hitting team. They've been on a little bit of a roll here lately. They they blew through the WAC tournament, won four straight, kind of uh, surprisingly to earn a berth. Their uh, RPI is over a hundred, so this is a, this is a team that BYU should beat. 
Uh, but boy, in the game of baseball, you never know. Uh, momentum, Cougars need to kind of shake off uh, that sluggish, uh, sluggishness that we saw yesterday and just uh, get things turned around and, and uh, play BYU baseball, basically. What was the temperament of Mike Littlewood and Trent Pratt and Jeremy Thomas and uh, the coaching staff after yesterday's uh, disappointing loss? Uh, you know, they weren't happy. Uh, they were not happy with uh, uh, the Cougars' uh, mental, I think, their mental approach. Uh, I sat with Mike last night during the Stanford uh, Sac State game, of which Stanford won that game by a score of 10 to nothing. And, uh, you know, he's still kind of licking their wounds trying to figure out what they were going to do differently. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they weren't happy. Their expectations are very high, as we all know. Coach Littlewood, uh, pretty intense guy. And, uh, you know, the, the team knows. Everybody knows what they need to do today. I mean, it's been a long season. They've been through their ups and downs this year. And it's just another one of those you got to kind of dig down and, and get after it and, and uh, play the game the way they played it the whole year. Our Twitter question today deals with meeting or exceeding expectations. Um, with what BYU baseball has done and what they've accomplished, has that met your expectations? Did you expect them to be here? Or have the, has it exceeded your expectations, what they've been able to accomplish? I think it met my expectations. I think I went into the season personally thinking that we would get to a regional this year with the kids we had coming back. So, you know, we're right there. Uh, I think... Uh, if you ask any of the coaches or players that, you know, they would tell you that, uh, Hey, we, you know, I mean, we're not done. We're still moving. We're, we're moving forward. And, and, uh, so I think generally it's met my expectations. I think a lot of people is probably, they probably exceeded getting to a regional for the first time in 15 years, but, but, uh, you know, coach Littlewood very driven and he, uh, instills that in his players and the expectations, uh, are very, very high for these guys. And hopefully they can, uh, get this turned around today here in a couple hours and, and get off to a great start and win this one and get in advance into tomorrow's action. Brent, you've been doing this for a long time. How has this been for you as the radio play-by-play voice in terms of an overall experience? Well, it's been great. It's been 15 years. Uh, I've done the last three regionals. This is my 26th year doing uh, radio for BYU baseball. And, uh, boy, there's nothing like a regional. I mean, it's just a whole different uh whole different thing. I mean, the West Coast Conference Tournament doesn't even compare. Uh, it's great. Yesterday, uh, there were about, I think, 15 kids off that 2002 team that made their way here. And uh, a lot of fun to have those all those guys here, Coughlin, uh, Bergeron, Dabo, uh, Ranger Weens, some of those old names uh, that came together. They, uh, You know, in the last regional back in L.A., the um, – in 2002, the Cougars played in the finals against USC and lost, uh, I think, 13-11 to 11 in the final game. And uh, a lot of great memories there, and, and these guys are here having a good time. And, boy, great support for BYU down here. There's, there were a lot of fans here yesterday. Unfortunately, they weren't able to do a whole lot of cheering. But, uh, again, they'll be back today and, and looking forward to a, to a great game. Follow him at Brent Norton one on the Twitter machine. Brent, great to talk to you, and uh, we hope that you don't have to deal with Go Titans very much today. <laughs> hey, I need Jason here so I can turn my crowd mic down every time he spots the guy because you know, every once in a while the guy was sneaking up behind me and I and I didn't get to the mic quick enough. Uh, <laughs> unbelievable, and uh, it was it was a sight to behold. Oh, good stuff. Hey, we'll look forward to hearing your call today. Enjoy it. All right, Grace. Hey, appreciate it. Thank you. Have a great day. You got it. Brent Norton on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. Yeah, that guy was really annoying. The whole game. The whole game. game.
Like, in it, and when BYU was losing, it just made it, it was like nails I know. on a chalkboard. It was just like rubbing it in. I Let's just, go, Titans! <laughs> like, that's not far off. Like, you think I'm exaggerating? I'm not. Sounds a little like Wreck-It oh. Ralph right there. <laughs> <laughs> Mixed with Arnold Schwarzenegger? Yes! <laughs> I, I don't know. Get down! Wreck-It Ralph! Low expectations? Ended up enjoying it. Hey, okay. Coming up, Mitchell Briggs of BYU Track and Field and preparing for Nationals. But first, we'll play Big Deal, No Do. Stay with us. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by Tecano's Brazilian Grill. Escape the ordinary. Go Cougars! Welcome back, sports friends. We figured it out. McBain from The Simpsons. (laughs) That's who it was. Spencer Linton and Jason Shepard at Radio Vision live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. We are on demand anytime, anywhere. Show number 1001. If you missed our interview with the radio play-by-play voice of BYU baseball, Brent Norton, 26 years doing it, by the way. Really good stuff. What does he expect from BYU against Sacramento State and why he feels so strongly this BYU team should absolutely survive another elimination game. Hey, why not make it five straight wins in elimination games uh, this season? Uh, why not? And I think they will, by the way. If you want to check it out, BYU versus Sacramento State, 4 p.m. Eastern time. You can watch it on ESPN Trace and listen on BYU Radio. You can also download the podcast to hear that interview and the rest of our 1,001st BYU Sports Nation show today. Let's refresh the headlines. BYU Baseball dropped Game 1 of their NCAA Regional to Cal State Fullerton, 13-2 in the opening round of the NCAA Tournament yesterday. The Batcats, they get the four-seed Sacramento State. It is survive and advance, as I just said. BYU trying to win a fifth consecutive elimination game in 2017. Athlon Sports, top 25 college football quarterback matchups, list Tanner Mangum twice. First matchup is against Nick Fitzgerald of Mississippi State. The second against Boise State's Brett Rippon. Former BYU men's volleyball players Jake Lingloys, Ben Patch, and Taylor Sander begin FIVB World Play with Team USA today. They're set to take on Serbia, Canada, and Belgium Friday through Sunday, former assistant coach Mike Wall will be a team leader, and former associate BYU head coach Rob Nielsen is on the staff as an assistant coach. Daniel Summerhays finished round one of the Memorial Tournament, tied for third at six under par. Zach Blair was three over on the day as well. Zach Blair just took the course to begin round two. It's time that we play Big Deal, No Deal. Big Deal. No deal. Brought to you by Brady Industries, provider of commercial cleaning supplies and equipment throughout the western United States for over 65 years. Brady Industries, clean solutions, a tradition for generations. Let's go. Ben Bagley, the voice. Take it away. By the way, before we do number one, the Titan guy yesterday, you guys were talking about him? Yes. I don't know if people are watching the broadcast, but you can't unsee that. (laughs) And that was a that was an hairy man, and I don't know what that thing that was on his head was. That dude, he stole the show. He became more of the broadcast than the actual game at one point. Before I saw him, I was like, "Dude, is that Hulk Hogan there cheering for the Titans? Was, what is go, that?" Titans, Hulk, go. Hulk's let him go, let himself go. If that's oh, the case, thankfully, Dude, we no doubt about it. Today. Jeez. <laughs> okay, yeah, that that was a big deal. That was yeah, a big, big deal. deal. Yeah, yeah big absolutely. Deal. <laughs> Speaking of big deal, no deal. BYU versus Portland State to be televised on ESPN in how many days? Countdown to the Vikings. 85 days. Oh, we're on it, man. 
in sync. We are on it. It's not just a fantastic group from the 90s. It's happening right here in Studio B. Hey, they got into uh, the early 2000s, right? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. With that third album that I can't remember what it was called. Stop it. Stop it. I'm throwing the lasso of truth on you right now. You know. Yeah, say he knows it. Wait, what was it called? Was, you was know, it? Don't pretend like no, you no, don't know remember, this. I want to remember the name of that album. That was less in sync than it was Backstreet Boys by you two, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, was it Celebrity? I, I don't know. Is that the name of the album? I do not album? know. I think it was Celebrity. But yes, it's a big deal that BYU and Portland State's going to be televised on ESPN. Absolutely. It's the only game in the town. Mothership. Yes. Zero week, and ESPN's like, uh, yeah, after the football drought, we want BYU and whoever they're playing. Oh, it, yeah. Because it's real college football. Yes, it's a week early. Yes, college football week early. Yes, please. 100% a big deal. By the way, we're going to meet Mo Longy at the BYU Fan Fest. That guy, in every sense of the term, is a big deal. (laughs) (laughs) Cannot wait for this. Number two. Big deal, no deal. The Batcats get only two runs in their loss to Cal State. Go Titans! Fullerton. Well, it's a big deal because we're just not used to seeing this team score that few runs. We know what they're capable of. So, yeah, it's a big deal because ultimately they needed to score a lot more runs to win. Is it going to be a big deal moving forward? I I don't think so, but for for yesterday it was a big deal. Yeah, no deal because of today they aren't dealing with that. What's done is done. Now it's win or your season's over. So, yeah, that stunk yesterday. So had you asked me yesterday while it was happening, it would have been a big deal. But it's done. So no deal. BYU has a chance to win and advance if they beat Sacramento State. Number three. Big deal, no deal. Kobe Pearson signing with the Green Bay Packers, a.k.a. BYU Graduate School of the North. It's the National Football League, and another BYU player is getting looked at closely by the Green Bay Packers. This is 100% a big deal because they canceled his flight home. Yes. He ran apparently like a sub 4-4-40, and the Packers were like, uh... I think we should take a closer look yeah, at this guy. Let's not let this guy leave. They signed him to a deal and canceled his flight. So, yeah, this is a big deal for Colby Pearson because he thought he was going to be flying home. And then all of a sudden, he's a member of the Green Bay Packers along with Taysom Hill and yeah. Jamal Williams. Yeah, it's a big deal. Of course, First of all, it's a, it's a huge deal for Colby Pearson to be able to have that kind of experience, to be able to go in and have that type of performance – that it changes the course of how they looked at you. You know what I mean? Instead of letting him go, they bring him in. The other reason it's a big deal, let's say all of these players make this roster, it's like a one-stop shop to watch Cougars in the, on, <laughs> on an NFL team. Hey, listen, one of them is for sure making the roster because they use yes. the fourth-round pick on him, but Taysom Hill's got a good shot. They like him. Yes. They like him. It's a big deal. Number four. Besides, everybody would rather watch that team than the other team. There's no other NFL. I mean, maybe Dennis Pitt, the Ravens, but nobody really wants to watch the Chiefs. Sorry, Daniel oh, Sorensen. <laughs> you guys will all be watching the Chiefs in early February when they play in the Super Bowl. Is that Battle of the Network Stars? Is that what they're going to be battling in there? Oh, Can't believe you're dissing Daniel. Sorensen. Not Daniel, just the team he plays for. <laughs> Number four, big deal, no deal. BYUSN in Corona, California. Doing a two-hour special tomorrow for FanFest. If one hour is good, two are better. This is a big deal. And as I mentioned, Mo Longy, we finally get to meet. Is he coming on the show? Is the he going to be a guest? I, I don't think he's going to be a guest, but 
I, I just want to stand next to him and shake his hand. Like, I've seen pictures. He's, he's BYU's Bigfoot, right? Like, it, does he really exist? We've seen picture evidence. Like, I need to meet the guy. I can't wait, Got this man. grainy footage of <laughs> Mo Longy just walking across campus. Yeah, I have to, have to go on the testimonials and pictures of other people. Like, I can't wait to meet the man, Mo Longy. Yeah, and take a Mo, Mo selfies yes, with Mo Longy. It's a big deal. Here's the other reason it's a big deal. It's BYU Sports Nation on Saturday. In California. In California. It, it can't. I mean, come on. Yes. You get, you get done with your Saturday chores, your honeydew list early in the day, and then you've got BYU Sports Nation in the afternoon to watch for two hours? Let's go. Let's go. Set of course your it's a DVRs big deal. If you can't make that, we know that sometimes you have to go grocery shopping. That's the beauty of it. You can watch it on demand anytime, anywhere you want. Kalani Sataki will be featured prominently on that show tomorrow. The who's who of BYU Sports in California on the show for two hours tomorrow. Number five. Last one. Big deal, no deal. Wonder Woman beating Batman and Superman on Rotten Tomatoes. And it's not close. This is a big deal. 93% on Rotten Tomatoes for Wonder Woman. Pulled in over $11 million last night, which, by the way, this year is the third biggest overnight of any movie right behind Guardians of the Galaxy. Batman vs. Superman, 27% okay. on Rotten All right. Tomatoes. In fairness to my boys Batsy and Soup, okay, that movie came out like a year ago. So it's had time for people to rip on it. This is just coming out. It's, it's no deal for me. It's, for me personally, Jason, you think that no, 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 Wonder no. Woman's going to go down no, 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 to twenty-seven percent? No, no, I fully expect it to be great. I'm going with high expectations, therefore, I'm going to walk out disappointed. <laughs> no, it is a big deal because it's not. Or excuse me, it's no deal for me because I'm going to go see him and love them anyway. This is a big deal, man. No, I'm, I was going to go see it regardless of what Rotten Tomatoes told me. Lasso of truth. Yeah. Thank you, Spencer. No deal. No deal. I'm going to see it anyway. Unbelievable. Stay with us. Mitchell Briggs on the way. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. You got to get your groove on before you go get paid. Spencer Linton and Jason Shepard live from Studio B. This is your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. Watch our daily rebroadcast weeknights, including tonight, at 6 p.m. Eastern Sharp. Hey, we've been talking about the BYU Fan Fest in Corona, California is tomorrow. And you can watch a two-hour live edition of BYU Sports Nation from the Fan Fest, 3 to 5 p.m. Eastern time on BYU TV. Twitter question today, which BYU team has met or exceeded expectations this season? At Twiggy or Stone with this tweet. I actually watched baseball and softball games this year because of how well they did. I would say they exceeded expectations. They got some fence sitters or even some people that had no interest before to come across and partake of BYU baseball and softball. I I think the last couple of years, the the fan base for both sports – has grown significantly, Absolutely. not just because of the success, but just how good they are. Well, I mean, and how fun they are to watch. Yes, it helps when uh, you can meet the personalities on a show like this, yes. BYU Sports Nation, and then see them consistently on a live national yep. game, right? Pretty cool stuff that uh, VOA Baseball and Softball have pulled off and are continuing to pull off. I, I would like to say that our stat of the day deserves some respect as well. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. 
The 15 BYU track and field athletes qualified for nationals is the most in the combined program history. Wow. 15 BYU track and field athletes qualified for nationals. So did they exceed expectations? <laughs> I think they did. That is impressive. Oh, my goodness. That's amazing. And then you throw that in with cross country. I mean, the men and women had their best finish combined in 20 years earlier in 2016. Like, track and field deserves a nice shout-out. And uh, why don't we do that? Another unconfirmed stat of the day, we believe our next guest, Mitchell Briggs, steeplechase star, and his wife may be the first ever couple to both qualify for nationals in the same event. We're still doing the research on that, but my goodness, Mr. and Mrs. Steeplechase, as Mitchell uh, mentioned to us that came into Studio B, welcome to the show, man. Thank you. I'm, I'm excited to be here. I mean, you, you said to me during the break, well, we both kind of expected to be there, but now, now that it has come to fruition, like, what is the reality like for you and your wife? It was, when I crossed that line, Chrissy had already raced before I did. She was like 30 minutes before, so I like, I'm already super excited. I'm like, at least I'm going to go watch and be there, but I love to be there and also participate. So when I crossed that line and I knew I qualified, it was like a dream come true, seeing just like visualizing us there together to race and now is coming a truth we were super excited to be both going to nationals now you served your mission in mexico city correct yeah okay so here's i want we when we have athletes that come into the show and they've served a mission some like football basketball it's it's hard for them to do things that kind of replicate their sport on their missions for you as a runner how I assume you were probably able to do more of that in Mexico City. And how hard was it because of elevation, pollution, and things like that? So they say when you're in Mexico City, it's like smoking a pack of cigarettes a day, just breathing the air. <laughs> but uh, what I did was I took my two years of just no running as a really? complete joy. Because I was like, I'm going to be running four years after this. That's a lot of miles. That's a lot of left turns on the track. And then when I had about three weeks left in my mission, I was like, maybe I should start running because I was about 20 pounds overweight. Okay. So uh, I got some sandals on, and I'd run back and forth on my porch. And that's what I did. On your porch? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's an interesting training regime, Mitchell. Okay. Yeah. Apparently, it worked. It started the, uh, the train in the right direction. Were, I mean, they were Crocs, so they fit well, you know. <laughs> running, so... training in Crocs. <laughs> How often do you train in Crocs now? Never. I never do that. <laughs> On your porch in Mexico City. <laughs> Just running back and like you know, 10 feet at a time. Hey, that's, uh, that's what we do. Okay, so I, I, you and your wife, Christy, headed to the legendary Hayward Field in Oregon. What are your expectations? We've been talking about expectations all day. W what are your expectations for what you and your wife are, are going to do at that iconic venue? I don't know. Like, it would be nice if we finished the exact same because then there's no, like, I'm just a little bit better than you <laughs> for the rest of my life. But she, I think she is the better runner. So I, I have some great high expectations for her. I think she can be first-team All-American. And I'd love for myself to make it to the final and get a chance to be first-team All-American Correct me if I'm well. wrong, but if you're in the final eight, you are first-team All-American, correct? Yeah, they bring 12 to the final. Oh, 12, okay. So okay. eight will be top uh, first-team, and then there will be four guys that will be second-team. That are in the final. So very cool. Love to make the final, and then first team All American would be a dream come true for both of us. I think. All right. Well, you you just mentioned it. How competitive do the two of you get? Uh, we get real competitive. Um, in sports like running, 
we want the best for each other because we don't race at the same time. But when we're playing board games, <laughs> you don't want to win. Like, comments will be made, like, you, you're you being mean. Like, you made that move because you knew you were going to win. <laughs> we play this game called Blockus, and the winner cleans up. Winner gets the the treat and has to like feed it to the person that lost. Okay, so the, oh, the person the, the that loser loses cleans everything up is a bad loser. I mean, they're on the wow. floor. Like, I'm gonna take a nap. Like, give me my 30 minutes. Like, the we si- get the silent treatment, huh? Yes. Okay. Both of us give it to each other. <laughs> Bring like, me a feel, goblet of something cool and refreshing. I feel guilty for beating Christy in board games, but <laughs> I want to win, so I try and do, do you my really best. as she's feeding you ice cream or whatever <laughs> it is? It's bittersweet. <laughs> That is fantastic. Now, your wife, Christy, ran a 10-18-39 in the steeplechase. She finished ninth, obviously qualified for nationals. Uh, When you have conversations with her about preparing for that, what are those like? I mean, what what are the discussions like when when you're talking specifically about the event that you're going to run? What's nice is we both do the same exact event, which there's a lot of great, like, couples that are, like, Mormon that do sports here, but... Not many do the same exact event. So, like, I feel her pain. She feels my pain in races. And we kind of play off each other's strengths when we're getting into race mode. She freaks out about the little things. Like, she's like, my, my ankle hurts, or I don't know if I'm ready. Like, I, and I freak out about how I do in my race. So she helps me, like, in race what I should be thinking, and I help her, like, don't freak out about <laughs> the little things before you start your race. Like, she's an excellent racer, so... It's I don't know, I really enjoy watching her do her thing out there. So of all the things you could do, you you chose steeplechase. Yeah. Why why was that for you? That's a great question. Uh, when you're a freshman at BYU, we go to a cross country camp in August, and we play softball a lot. Okay. So we run, eat, play softball, and sleep. That's all we do at camp. And Coach Isone will look at the freshmen in softball. And if you're pretty athletic in softball, he's like, hey, you got a shot at the steeple. Because the steeple takes a little bit of coordination, and a lot of track athletes are out there because they're not coordinated enough in other things. So I grew up playing baseball, basketball, and so I had some coordination. Played well in softball my freshman year. Had some home runs, had good stats for the team. And so my coach, Iceton, came up to me. He's like, I think you're going to be good at the steeple. Came out my freshman year, loved it, and then just have kept doing it. Till now, so it all began with softball. Yes, it really Owe did. It all to softball. And we helped, challenged the yeah. softball team, slow pitch softball, to a game. Look, it takes a lot to make Ed Eyestone cry. You helped do that by becoming one of the fifteen <laughs> to get to nationals. Yes, headed to Hayward Field in uh, Eugene, Oregon. It's kind of a joke on our team because uh, <laughs> if you can make him cry, it means you made an impact. <laughs> he's seen a lot of impressive things, so. It was great to see Pretty him get cool emotional. stuff. Uh, Mitchell, we'd love for you to sign our stretch-wide flag before you leave Studio B, and uh, let's give you some BYU Sports Nation karma for the steeplechase. Awesome. Thank you. Very cool. Mr. Steeplechase, Mitchell Briggs, and his wife, Mrs. Steeplechase, Christy, will run at Nationals in Oregon. They now have the BYU Sports Nation karma. How fantastic is that story? That's awesome. Two. I mean, can they commit to Ed Eyestone already that their children will attend BYU? Probably a lot of people can relate to that board game story, too, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> Feed me ice cream. <laughs> Cougar Whip Round hits next. Look at that autograph. Big Deal No Deal on BYU Sports Nation is brought to you by Brady Industry. Clean solutions, a tradition for generations. 
BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com for help when you need it most. Thanks to today's guests, Brent Norton and Mitchell Briggs, Mr. Steeplechase. If you missed any of today's show, download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Don't forget, tomorrow, BYU Sports Nation live from the BYU Fan Fest in Corona, California, 3 to 5 Eastern time. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Baseball. Lost to Cal State Fullerton 13-2 in the opening round of the Stanford Regional yesterday. Elimination game today against four-seed Sacramento State. Four Eastern on BYU Radio. Just win. Football. Athlon Sports Top 25 College Football Quarterback Matchups list Tanner Mangum twice. First with a matchup against Nick Fitzgerald of Mississippi State. Second against Brett Rippon of Boise State. Volleyball. Former BYU players Jake Langlois, Ben Patch, and Taylor Sander begin FIVB World Play with Team USA today. They're set to play Serbia, Canada, and Belgium Friday through Sunday. Cougars in the PGA. Summerhays finished round one of the Memorial Tournament, tied for third at six under par. Zach Blair was three over on the day. Zach Blair has begun action in round two. Cougars in the minors. Jacob Brugman went two for four with a run batted in for the AAA Nashville Sounds and a win over the Iowa Cubs. Soccer. Ashley Hatch was named to the U.S. Women's National Team U23 roster. They will travel to Sweden for the 2017 Women's U23 Open Nordic Tournament where they will play Norway, Sweden, and England. Cougars overseas. Former BYU women's basketball star Kalani Purcell signed a two-year contract to play for the Melbourne Boomers of the WNBL in Australia. Jen Hampson also plays in this league with the Sydney Flames. Purcell and Hampson going head-to-head, former BYU players. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help. When you need it most, DexterLaw.com. I want to give it to Mitchell and Christy Briggs, Mr. and Mrs. Steeplechase. Well done. Both qualifying for nationals. They helped make Ed Eyestone cry. In a good way. Yes, in a positive way. Yes, and it's hard to do that. Fifteen different Cougars headed to the nationals in track and field, exceeding expectations. Our Twitter question, which BYU team has met or exceeded expectations this season? Our elite tweet of the day from at... Boba Kenobi, BYU football with a crazy difficult schedule. They came away with a significant win record, nine to be exact. Team unity is off the charts, too. Not bad. Conversation continuing 24-7 on Twitter. Don't forget, when you tweet, use the hashtag BYUSN. We will see you tomorrow in Corona, California. Show on demand, BYUSN.com. Download the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and the TuneIn app. For Jason, I am Spencer. Shout out to Ben Saylor. Go Cougars, go! Bye-bye.